Hey, welcome to Guitar Knobs, the guitars, gear, noise, and nonsense podcast hosted today by these knobs. Tony Dudzik, Pick Guardian. Jared Brandon, Brandon Wound Pickups. Hey, it's me, Todd Novak. Thank you for joining us. We are grateful to have you along for this ride of the Guitar Knobs podcast. That's right. We're really, really excited tonight. We're in a we're in a new space. It's a it's a secret space. It's not it's not a secret. We just don't know. We don't want to say a bunch of where we're at just yet. We just left our old building, and um, anyway, so the uh, Tony, yes. what, what do we do on the show? Well, we like to talk about gear, uh-huh. you know, specifically boutique gear mm-hmm. and other gear too. But we like to talk to people who make the gear. All the time. The builders, the boutique builders, if you will. And that That's would right. be things like amplifiers, uh, guitars, uh, pedals, strings, uh, pickups, strings, and yeah, we, uh, accessories, yes, guitar all kinds cords, of things. All, all those no. things. Yep. Yeah. Uh, we Can have one of those people uh, tonight. I uh, think he checks off all the, a lot of the boxes. is on the line right now? Hey, this is J.R. Lyle from DeLisle Guitar Company. Hey. And I do everything but wind my own strings. I, I would agree. Yeah. Well, there's always time to learn. That's right. You just need a string machine, and there you go. Yeah. Or a hurdy gurdy. There you go. Yeah. Uh, get one on Amazon oh, wow. for Christmas. Yeah, right. Uh, we're not going to hear any more about the ridiculous hurdy gurdy, Jared. So, um, <laughs> dang it. Jared, thank you for joining us tonight. We're really excited to have you. Um, for those who may not be familiar with Delisle Guitar Co., where can they find you? Uh, DelisleGuitar.com. Uh, also on Facebook, uh, same little tag there, Instagram, uh, that, that pretty much covers it. All right. I'm on Twitter, but I don't tweet. <laughs> Me too. That sounds like, that sounds like a pop song or something. <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> uh, um, cool. Well, you can have the rights to that one. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> Everybody make sure that, uh, you get a chance while you're listening, hopefully, uh, to go check out Delisle Guitar Co., and uh, find out what we're going to be talking about tonight, today, wherever, whatever time of day it is for you, that's when we're talking about it. That's the beauty of podcasting. It, that is it? the beauty of podcasting. You can listen to it anytime. You can listen to it to, at night and then again during the day. In case you miss something. If you want to. For those of us who, who are joining us, for those of you. <laughs> for those of us who are joining us for the first <laughs> for time. For those of you who are joining us for the first time, welcome. Uh, we are glad to have you with us. Uh, hopefully you have been listening to us for a long time for the other people. And uh, make sure you go back into the catalog and try to find all of your favorite builders and makers and such. And also one of Jared's favorite things. The 101s. The 101s. That's correct. The, that's a, that is correct. I caught him in the middle of a yawn. Sorry, Jared. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> um, all right, everybody. We've got a great show. We're going to get to some announcements real quick here. We want to thank Rode Ro- Microphones for providing this beautiful Rodecaster Pro. Mm, yummy. Our little mothership. Uh, we also want to thank them for the Procaster Mics. Yes, they made the trip from the old studio to wherever we're at right now temporarily. And they're accompanied by the what, Jerry? Jertoni. Jertoni. Uh, that would be the uh, articulating, articulating arms. arms. Yeah, I got both of you. That's brilliant. I love it. <laughs> well, you did say Jertoni. I, I know. Yes. Well, Jer on the other line. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah, We've got a Jer. Joined right. in too. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Jer also, squared. Yeah. J- exactly. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> hey, we got a great message from our pal Joe S. Yes. He sent something that sounds like this. 
Because of your show, it inspired me to start digging into homemade pedals more. Mm. I actually purchased a soldering iron. <laughs> a soldering special guest Harry Carey. Yeah, solder, solder. Just, just hey, everybody in your head. Solder. Put it as S O D D R. No, S O D D R. Solder. I actually purchased a solder, solder, soldering iron, and fixed a broken switch on one of my favorite pedals. Before your show, I it was destined to sit in my closet even longer, and eventually thrown away in addition i made it a goal of buying a pedal from one of your guests every few months to help support that is so cool to hear i really appreciate that tony really appreciates that our guests really appreciate that our pedal our pedal i absolutely appreciate it uh he says good uh, job i'll for sure continue to push the word of mouth with your podcasts to others to help you grow you guys are well he says some nice things and i'll just leave it at that uh all the love joe joe buddy thank you so much for sending that we love hearing messages like that we love when somebody just shares hey i'm doing something new i was inspired by your guests certainly not us we're not the inspiring ones but our guests are and that means a lot to us hmm. well there's that that all was right. lovely and uh, let's see. What are we doing in our world this week? Guitar world this week, Tony Baloney. This week, I will just t- I will touch on one thing. Yes. I am on the hunt for something. And this is a, a, a fairly obscure pedal, but you can actually find it. And it's a, in many ways a kind of useless pedal. But uh, years and years and years ago, I used to uh, work part-time over at the music around here. Mm-hmm. And we got this pedal in that would look like it was from the 70s, maybe late 60s. Mm-hmm. And we were just monkeying around with it. It didn't work really well, but I think it was like, you know, we put 20 bucks on it or whatever. That was back in the day. Well, I, I, I was listening to, um, to Cake today. And in a lot of cake songs, there is a usually a siren that pops in and out of the uh, the uh, the song from then and again. Mm-hmm. And I was talking to my buddy Dave. I said, you know, we I remember we had this one pedal that came in, and it turns out that it is this. It's a it's a combination. You know, stay with me here. I'm staying stay with, with you. me. This is a, a Japanese pedal by a company called Shin A. Um, and it is a volume pedal, wah, hurricane, hurricane, and siren. Wow. This thing is, I mean, and they're going for about 200 bucks now. That's it? Uh, well, the, some of the, the real new, you know, you know, new in box ones are a lot more than that. But what's cool about it is, so you, there's a little switch on the side. You can make it work like a volume pedal, yeah, or a wah pedal. So it's like an expression pedal. Yeah, but then the, you, I mean, so, I mean the the the, the actual yeah, it form, looks it looks like a wah pedal format. Yeah, yeah, uh, almost like you know, like an old Morley that had the big box underneath. Right. It. You put it to the the hurricane slash surf sound. Yeah, and it's just like this. So it sounds like the surf coming in and going or like out. A, or like a crappy crybaby. Or a crappy crybaby. Yeah. Uh, but the, the cool thing was the, the siren thing. And it is, it's, I mean, it's a, I don't think it's a very complicated circuit, but you press the little button, you press it once, it goes, 
and then you hit the button again. It goes. Really? Yeah. It's so <laughs> look it up. Look it goofy. up. Goofy. It, it's the goofiest pedal ever. But I, I just you know I got to thinking. Boy, I think I'd like to try to find one of those. Wow. Um, or maybe one of our, our our former guests on the show. Maybe it'd be sweet if there was a hee haw setting too. <laughs> that could that might if if we were going to make a new pedal, Ooh. we could put the hee haw setting on it. <laughs> but yeah, anyhow, that's that's that's, that's I, I just started you know poking around on uh, on Reverb and uh, yeah and trying to find eBay. one. And I want to find one reasonably priced. I mean, to me, two hundred bucks. I guess Oof. it's not the end of the world, but for a very limited sort of pedal, uh, it's just it would just. I be just fun. think about it. I'm, okay. All right. I'm, uh, I'm hey, let's hear from Jer real quick. Jer, share with us what you did this week. Oh, guitar world stuff. Well, I'll start with a <clears throat> a little history. This company is really just a front, so I can sneak gear into the house <laughs> uh, when I. <laughs> <laughs> when I first started, well, actually, when we first got when I first got married, I realized that things had changed when I bought a blowout Gretsch on American Musical and brought it home, and or didn't even bring it home. I came home and told my wife about it, and she's like, "You did what?" I was like, "It was a great deal. It was like sixteen hundred bucks." She said, "No, you can't do that." And I, that that was like when I really realized I was married. So that was probably two years into it. So <laughs> I had to grow up real fast. Yep. But I also, I also had to call American Musical and cancel that order. Whoa. And when the lady asked me why, I had to say, because my wife said so. <laughs> <laughs> so today was actually another Gretsch blowout. And uh, I, I ran it past her first. I did it the right way. I said, nice. honey, can I, can I get this guitar? And she liked it because it was green. And she said, you know what? Okay, so today happened to be a new guitar day. Hey, that's outstanding. That's, nice. that's a great thing. Great way yeah. to have to start the yeah. day. It was, it was. Yeah, UPS didn't break it, so everything was good. What model did you get? Oh, it was, uh, it's a, called a 5622. Uh, so it's the Electromatic line. But, and what, how uh, was a camera shop out on the East Coast for, for some reason? Sells Gretches, huh. but they were blowing them out at like fifty percent off for uh, uh, Black Friday. So I was like, I you know I can't pass that up. I mean, even if I have to sell it, I'm not going to lose any money. So yeah, wow. Georgia Green it's got super high lowtron pickups. Bigsby looks like a three thirty five. That's cool awesome. Guitar. Not a bad yeah. deal at all. Now that's not the kind. Of, does that have the uh, the painted f holes? Is that I can't remember what model has that. No, but it's got the it's got the smaller f holes. Country gentleman would have had the painted ones. That's right. That's right. The country gentleman. The Tennessee and blue too. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Right on. Well, that sounds fun. Yeah. Uh, Jared, how about uh, yourself, buddy? Sure. Uh, so not quite as cool as a hurricane. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a little more useful. <laughs> so. Uh, <laughs> I did a, a three guitars for our friend John Finnell, and uh, two are the same guitar. So they're they're Ibanez. I don't I forgot what they're called. They're you know three hundred dollar guitars. Tone King. Tone King. Yeah, two of those. And um, the the jacks that so when did, you, when you when you did guitars you I I redid the bridge pickups on the Tone Kings and. I kind of looked them over, maybe improved, 
And the wiring's okay. The pots are okay. I think I changed one pot out. But the jacks never even had the lock washers on them. So wow. I added lock washers. Um, I think maybe I changed the jacks. I may have just changed the jacks out to Switchcraft. But uh, So I made I made the bridge the bridge pickups that were in it the the wax we talked about wax potting in the in the pickup 101 podcast uh right a while back so um if you don't know what i'm talking about go listen to that and then come back to this but anyway there was <laughs> all this super thick wax yeah uh so if i want to do anything to the old pickups in which i had to actually use the base plates because they're a uh 50 millimeter and i don't usually have 50 millimeter in my shop so I had to pot the pickup again just to melt all the excess wax off the original pickup. Wow. It was crazy. So anyway, this is not even the best part of the story. It's riveting. The third, right. So the third, <laughs> the third ba- the guitar was actually bass guitar. It was an old, it's an old, old Stingray. I think it's a late 70s Stingray. Uh, it's a Music Man Stingray. Everything was called Stingray in the 70s. What's up with that? Yeah. Cars, bikes. Uh, guitars, all the cool stuff, right? Everything that said Stingray sold. Yeah. I mean, everybody wanted it. Bizarre. Yeah. So anyway, um, this when you turn the treble up on this Stingray, and, and it's an active circuit, it would make this god-awful RF noise. So it's just a real, like you're on the wrong channel on, a, on the radio station. And, and RF stands for radio frequency. Right. So yeah. it's a real squeaky, unpleasant sound. Yes. Mm. And we, Zach and I worked on it. I actually had him, you know, work on it for me. I got all the parts and had him because I, you know, that's just the way that works. And it, he spent hours and hours and hours trying to get this new Seymour Duncan harness working right. And the directions came and it, it wasn't the right directions for the right yeah. thing. Uh, maybe he wasn't reading them right. I don't know. But uh, we axed that and then decided to try to fix the thing with the old circuit or whatever. And I said, you know, tear out all that brat, all that um, uh, what do you call that? The copper. Yeah. Uh, it, like tear all that out. Tear all that out. So we tore out all the copper, and uh, it worked fine. Like it, it fixed it. And the <laughs> oh, the ground was loose on the base of the uh, the bridge. Jeez. You know, the, the, yeah, so a lot of little things were wrong with it. So we, we get it all going. Miracle he didn't get electrocuted. So, it, yeah, I mean, you know, it plugged in. It worked great. So I buttoned it all up. I had the, all the three guitars of, to bring to John. And when I went to see John, he plugged in the bass. I'm like, this is awesome. I figured it out. I'm so proud of myself because I fixed this thing. It's going to work great. You're going to love this. And you're not going to hear that noise anymore. He plugged it in. It doesn't even work. It doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, it, it, it worked yesterday in my house. Oh no! <laughs> so I'm like, I don't know what I. It was super quiet, so I think maybe I had it on like an overdrive <laughs> channel when I tested it, and it just uh, sounded normal. <laughs> and then I bring it to him, and he's like, "This thing's messed up. I don't know what you're talking about. This thing sucks." And I'm like, "Okay, all right." I'll it happens. Back to the, to the drawing board. It to the best of you. So I actually found another circuit thing that was much more easier to do, and it looks really fail safe. So hopefully, we'll get this bass going. Yeah, that you, was my guitar. I usually don't work on guitars, people. 
I'm usually just a pickup guy, and that's all I do. Yeah. But, you know, I said I'd do it, and I did it, and I got in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> ah. You could just say, hey, I fixed your, I fixed your bass because I took out your, your active, noiseless pickups. <laughs> and put, hey, I'm, I'm thinking about it. It's very thing. quiet yeah. now. Yeah. <laughs> I could do that, but... Yeah. Mm. Well, that's cool. How about you, Todd? It's an acoustic conversion. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, well, I, to this week, this week, what did I do this week? Um, I am preparing to record. So uh, last night, actually, I took all my guitars and I had a restringing party. Mm. And uh, and then after I, I was about halfway, about halfway through the second guitar, and I realized I had to get a Christmas list out to my relatives and stuff. So you know what I put on there? Strings. Power winder. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to, I'm going to ask for that. I wouldn't pay for it myself, but you know, if someone else wants to, you know, do that then. So, uh, so I, I ordered one of those for where I put it on the list rather, but, uh, yeah, did the old, uh, S I T tens fail safe. Love those ones. They're yeah. great. Um, and uh, so there you have it. You know, it's string changing. It's still a fun thing. You get to zen out a little bit, do a little cleaning, and you're like, oh, I didn't know that was, well, let me just you know, fix this and diddle with that. So kind of fun. Yeah. Anyhow, uh, <laughs> all right. With that awesome stuff. One, two, one, two, three, four on the floor. Okay. Jer from Delisle Guitar Company. Please tell us your four on the floor. All right. Well, the first one is uh, purely functional. Uh, a Dunlop mini volume pedal that I use. I put that behind uh, the dirt pedals. That gives me the option of, you know, swelling in from uh, with an overdriven signal or using the volume knob to, to hit the drives and kind of bring up the overdrive itself. Why a mini? Uh, I have a small small pedal, pedal board. Oh, okay. So that it, makes it, sense. It fit on the bottom half of it. Yeah. Uh, nice. So I didn't I didn't have to you know, take up two, two big spots for it. Smart. Yeah. It was probably not the best, best decision since I wear big boots and it fits on like the heel, but (laughs) 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 it looks, I mean, it's good for my ego, you know? Right. So yeah. So I put that on a loop uh, pedal. So it'll let me do uh, both functions as an expression pedal or a, a volume pedal. So the expression part goes out to an EH pitchfork that I used on like one song ever. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, the next one for uh, Overdrive, if I'm not using my own stuff, um, I was a really big fan of, actually still am, of um, Rich Robinson's tone, uh, Black Crows. Oh, yeah. Um, and uh, somebody I read somewhere said that he used a full tone to Overdrive. Mm. So when I'm able, I pinch that. Uh, from somebody else and borrow that and s- stick that on my board. And it was one of the ones that was modified by um, JHS. Just a really cool sound in overdrive. Uh, and um, no, that's the mo- is that the MOSFET one, the blue one? Yeah, it's the blue one. It's one of the. I guess that would be the middle one, maybe. Okay, gotcha. There was a there was a non MOSFET version, I think. Yeah. And then that one, and then a a red one. Right. 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 MOSFET three, I think. Full drive, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So that one is. Uh, of the drives that I've tried, I mean, I like. I just tend to gravitate towards that one for whatever reason. That that's a drive um, that will never ever. We will never stop seeing, especially like anybody that spends any time on Craigslist or looks in any of the stores or Reverb. You can almost always find one of those 
rarely are they ever more than 80 bucks and you get a you get a two button drive out of it pretty sweet yeah yeah it's a it's a it's a pretty solid pedal uh so that's that's probably my go-to one um as far as overdrive uh in front of the amp mm-hmm. um sometimes what i would do is use a tube overdrive and then set the amp clean and then have my you know modulation and delay effects uh, between the two so mm-hmm. it's basically like a a tube preamp mm-hmm. effects loop and then the tube power amp. So nice. Uh, next one would be uh, Nova Delay uh, by TC Electronic. I went with that one for two reasons, really. Um, when I play out, I'm playing to uh, a track, or not a track, but the the songs are, you know, uh, tied together with a click track. Mm. And sometimes there's only like two or three seconds before songs. So with the TC, I was able to get in there and modify the uh, preset button and make a little, you know, an external pedal that would allow me to to tap on it and scroll the presets. So if I knew the set list, I could go in beforehand, program in the uh, beats per minute. Uh, Then I'd just be able to scroll in between songs without having to try and, you know, start a song and tap in. So it was just a really... Simple solution for me. Um, That's pretty smart. Didn't take up a, yeah, it didn't take up a lot of space. Uh, allowed me to, to jump right into the song because I hate trying to tap in, especially if I'm playing something that's, you know, beyond my ability, <laughs> 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 which is which is a lot. Yeah. Uh, pretty much everything. But uh, so then that one goes out stereo into uh, my fourth pedal, which we would be the uh, Hall of Fame, the normal size one. And I like that one too. Just it's got the stereo out, so you can go to two different amps, which is what we do. And then that's a that's a great of, reverb pedal. I mean that that one. That's another one you oh you can yeah. always see the Hall of Fame out there. Yeah, yeah. I mean it's 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 nothing you know extremely fancy for me. At least I don't I don't use it for anything other than just the sound that I mm-hmm. that I like and the the ability to go out uh, stereo into two different amps. So I got the the Nova delay going stereo into the uh, Hall of Fame, and then the Hall of Fame going stereo out into the into the uh, two amps. So it gives you, I mean, it can give you a really like I don't know Pink Floyd type sound. Sure, but, uh, that's a, that's a working man's uh, four on the floor right there. Totally, it is, man. It is. It's not uh, it's not too fancy. It um, but it does the job. And, yeah, you know, like three years ago, I I never even had a pedal board. Because when I was growing up, it was like you know. You turn it up until it hurt, and then you just turn it up a little bit more. <laughs> <laughs> right. You know, exactly. So I'm well, kind cool. of new as far as pedal boards go. Well, that's a pr- – I mean, you know, you picked one that is – there's a reason that those pedals are – well, you know, they'll never go away is because they're good, solid pedals, and they deliver. They're not uh, the, you know, the, the latest, greatest, shiniest boutique thing, but, you know mm-hmm. – they're they're gonna stick around because they're they're solid all of them well thank you for sharing that man we appreciate it um now we are talking to jer delisle of delisle guitar co is it safe to say you're you're famous for your amps yeah you know what it's funny i started out trying to build guitars and i mean i still build them occasionally but it's not like the main focus uh you know i just started and decided i didn't want to build strats or tellies mm-hmm. and then soon found out that most people want to play strats and tellies <laughs> 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 so, 
So, <laughs> so that opened, yeah, that opened the door to the uh, the amplifier side. I was like, well, oh, you didn't like go the, for an Ice Man? Oh no, <laughs> no, no, I couldn't. I couldn't bring myself to do that. Yeah, no. but uh, so yeah, that I mean, that kind of opened the door to the the amplifier thing. So I figured people would be more likely to take a chance on an amplifier that they might not have firsthand experience with than a guitar. Since, I mean, the guitar is just like, I mean, that's just an extension, you know, since you're holding it and, you know, the geometry's got to be right for you mm -hmm. and uh, all of that kind of stuff. So that one's a little bit more personal as far as, you know, the feel. Yeah. So, yeah, just moved over into the amps and uh, that was that was really the start of it. And then it just kind of branched out into other other products after that. Right. Now the, the amps, I think that decision switching from guitars to amps is, uh, you, you're leaving a little bit more up to the, uh, the guitar gods to bestow the mojo <laughs> as it were into an <laughs> amp that, you know, it, that it, an amp is so subjective, um, maybe even more so than a guitar. And, uh, so it's, 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 uh, often not what you see, but actually what you, what you think you might get out of it. <laughs> so did you have an, uh, an electronics background that, that the runway to do that? I was in it at the time. So, I mean, I had built servers and, um, you know, I, I spent a lot of time coding. So I was around it. Uh, I started working on my amps in the nineties. So, uh, wh however long ago that was now. Yeah. <laughs> so you've been, you know, you're not, uh, you didn't just show up on the scene here with your amps then. That's what we're saying, right? Yeah, it's been official. I started the company on February 13th, 2008. You know, congratulations, honey, you're pregnant. We just started a, co a company <laughs> on the, <laughs> the worst economic downfall. Yeah. 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 Let's jump right into that. Yeah. yeah Happy that Valentine's Day. About when I started as that well. That was rough. So, and you're yeah. doing okay. So Thanks for the yeah. memories. Gosh. <laughs> yeah. uh, so now when you, when you started that, is it, was it just you? Yeah. Yeah. So it was, uh, I was in the kitchen one wow. night and uh, I just mentioned in passing, I was like, hey, hon, I'd like to build guitars for a living. And to my surprise, she said, okay. And that, to me, was just a big loophole in the uh, gear buying kibosh yeah. that she had <laughs> a few years ago. So I spent the first first year just, uh, you know, designing, testing, you know, kind of building stuff up. Mm -hmm. um, and then the second year moved into the amps as well. I think, I think that was the second year. Mm. So started, started designing my preamp. Um, basically what I did was I started with a five watt amp. So that was going to be my basic design that I worked, you know, my preamp out with. Mm -hmm. So I bought all of the, you know, the, the standard five watt amps, the champ, you know, the Vox AC4, uh, Gibson GA5, you know, vintage and new. And I kind of played with all of them and designed out of, them all of the things that I didn't like so I mean you usually get like a small cabinet you know maybe an eight inch or ten inch speaker mm -hmm. a volume knob and a tone knob you know nothing real real fancy so I designed mine in a in a you know 20 by 18 cab uh, gave you the option of like doing 
you know, reverb, tremolo, effects loop, all that kind of stuff. So it was really just like a custom shop, you know, you build it how you want it. You know, if you don't want tremolo, you don't have to pay for tremolo, but it, right. you, you know, you want an XLR out, I can do that for you, you know? Right. <laughs> so it was really, I really wanted to set myself apart from guys that were doing, uh, you know, just straight up nice builds, but straight up, you know, versions of uh, fenders and everything else that had already been sure been done so i wanted to do something that was a little bit unique that was like you know yeah if you want a tweed deluxe you can buy it from you know 20 guys building tweed deluxes but if you want you know what i'm doing i'm the only guy doing it so right so you were kind of you 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 took the things that you liked left out the things that you didn't like and came up with you know a, a sound that that uh you could call your own yeah, yeah. The first, the first uh, amp that I finished was um, a five watt amp. It was called the Nickel Box. Uh, I still make it. it. It had a. The preamp was based off of the EF eighty six. So I had a twelve uh, AX seven in front of the EF eighty six. Um, so it would be driven harder. Now, um, just real quick for those who don't know what a twelve AX seven and an EF eighty six are, could you explain that a little bit? Sure. I, I, uh, a twelve AX seven is the more um, traditional preamp tube. Uh, it's a uh, two triode stages in a single glass envelope. So those will be your gain stages throughout the preamp, and a lot of times used for the the phase inverter and stuff like that. Um, the EF eighty six is a single gain stage, uh, a pentode in a in a single glass envelope. So uh, it gives you a little bit different sound uh, when it's overdriven, um, and that's why I put it in the third stage uh, of the preamp so that you could actually hit it a little bit harder by driving it with, you know, two previous gain stages hmm. uh, and then bring out the, the odd order harmonics of that particular tube um, and just give it a little bit different flavor for a preamp uh, that you would see even with other amps that use EF86 as the first uh, tube in the, in the input. I like that. That sounds like yeah. I, I like to think that that's if I was going to do something along those lines, based on how I currently mess with my gear, I like to think that I would do something like that. I applaud that. Well, thank you. I don't know if I would, <laughs> but I like to think I would. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. And uh, now I'm based on what you just said about getting super mega custom about about those. Uh, I'm sure. Uh, all the other components were uh, equally as um, fun to dig into and, and mess with, right? Yeah, yeah. It was um, it was just a a lot of fun just trying different speakers, you know, finding which one suited the the voicing of the preamp um, the best, or which ones. Uh, I mean, there's it it the speaker is really the most important filter in the amp, you know? I mean, if you've ever listened to, like, the direct signal off the output transformer, <laughs> you'll know what I mean. Yeah. It sounds like a bunch of buzzing bees. So, uh, you know, pairing it with the right speaker is really important. A great design and put it with the wrong speaker and it'll, you know, just sound really bad. Yeah. Uh, so, so I'm going to split this question into two things. First, why a 5-watt amp as opposed to, I guess, maybe a, a more normal uh, use amp? You know, if you pair it with the right speaker... Uh, like a 12-inch speaker, you don't need a lot of volume. Mm -hmm. um, so, like to double the the volume of a five watt or a five 
yeah, five watt amp, you know, you need a 50 watt amp. So, I mean, a five watt amp with a 12 inch speaker that's fairly efficient will still put out a, a lot of volume. Mm-hmm. Um, so, what happens when you pair it with the smaller speakers is they're less efficient and they don't move as much air and they just sound, you know, more like a practice amp. So, the five watt amp, when it was in a big cab with a 12 inch speaker, it, it gave you a big sound. So, the watts wasn't necessarily as important to me as um, getting the big sound. Gotcha. What were some uh, speaker considerations? So, you know, you, you just kind of mentioned how you, uh, trying the right one was obviously crucial, but what were some of those decisions that you made and, and why didn't you choose some of the other ones? A lot of it just came down to tone. Um, I ended up gravitating toward speakers that had really big magnets and that were over you know overbuilt for what i needed and mm. just because you got a, a better low end out of it one of the the things a small watt amp sometimes suffers from is a juicy bottom end if i can say it that way <laughs> uh you just so got pairing Tony's it with a, attention a, <laughs> <laughs> hello <laughs> so pairing it with a, a speaker that's like you know rated for 75 watts and has a big magnet on it you just get a, a, a bigger sound uh, out of the, the less wattage. Mm-hmm. As far as the aesthetic, that's a you, uh, the one that you chose for that. Uh, I believe the the wood one, right? It's the uh, no. Which one? Oh, that's a standard. Right, right, right. right. Okay, Tony was showing me the uh, uh, the the old timey one. It looked like a radio. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That was a fun one. I'd been working with. Um, that one belongs to Jimbo Mathis of uh, Squirrel Nut Zippers. I've been working with him when he was doing his solo thing before he got the, the zippers back. He called me and he's like, hey, Jerry, I'm getting the zippers back together. Can you build me an amp that looks like a radio? It's like, sure. I had no idea what I was, <laughs> what I was doing <laughs> right? So, But apparently you can bend three-quarter inch plywood in a seven-inch radius. Um, but yeah, so that one was kind of a based on an old Philco radio. It's uh, a 215, if you can believe that. Oh, wow. You got 215s in that? Yes. Wait, uh, wait. What? Yeah. Yeah, that's a 215. Jimbo said he was playing with a horn section, and he... When he wanted to move some air, he wanted to move some air. Wow, so that's what it's we, so deceiving because when you look online, it, it it looks like you know it would sit on the top of your desk or something. It looks tiny. Yeah, it does. But it's two fifteens. Yeah, Oof. I'm kind of want to do the uh, same thing, but I'm I'm not an amp guy, so maybe you can help me out, Jerry. I I was in uh, my old elementary school for a chili supper that we traditionally do every year for before a football game and they're going to break the school down or they're going to tear the school down. And there's some intercoms in there that I think I want to bid on. uh, Everybody's going to be able to go there and kind of bid on things at the school. But I want to get a couple of the intercoms, you know, the intercom speakers though. And they're old timey too. These things look like they're from the forties. So maybe I can have a couple of amps made. Or just make them into yeah. speaker cabinets, yeah, speaker you know. That'd be cool. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because, you know, many announcement came through those Or you can make a, a giant pair of headphones out of them. Oh, yeah. Oh, that That'd would be fit on cool. Jared's head. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, <laughs> so how was the chili, by the way? Yeah, It's actually a chili cook-off. There's several different fire houses that bring chili. Wow. And you're supposed to judge them. It used to be just 
chili from the school and we would eat the chili before the football game and then it just got more and more turned into a cook-off and the mayor comes and he judges them the mayor yes wow yeah is this mayberry what is this i know we used to play poker with us floyd the judge he doesn't play poker with us anymore jeez (laughs) well anyway i need i I need i want to get something from that school because it would be sentimental to me i I like that yeah you should get the the sure vocal master that they probably had in the office to run oh sure yeah yeah sure i sure so uh yeah you're gonna have to get a hold of jerry after this then right and jerry's like oh what are you guys dragging (laughs) me into (laughs) no man so uh you had the uh what was the the nickel the nickel box right Mm -hmm. from the nickel box you said you said whoa i've made my name i've created this awesome thing here well you obviously kept going so where was your mindset you you decided to to expand on that line is this now a full-fledged company or are you are you still scratching away at it oh man if, if you're in the boutique gear industry you always got to hustle mm. you know so yeah but that was the first of um i think maybe 12 designs that i did um and so I kept those uh, modular so I could plug my reverb or tremolo or effects loop into any of the different power amps and uh, preamps that I'd set up. So there were, I ended up doing a couple of 15-ish watt versions, 30 watt, um, 60 watt, that were all based on that same design. So if okay. you needed more power, for, if you wanted it in a, in a 212, you know, I could basically build it in any configuration. And then just... The beginning of this year, I started doing, um, instead of, you know, having to wait for six or eight weeks to get an amp, I d- came up with a couple of the d- designs that were based on, um, you know, vintage circuits that everybody knows mm-hmm. what they're supposed to sound like and what everybody likes. Mm-hmm. So to try and catch that part of, uh, you know, the guitar playing market where you, you don't want to wait, you want something really high end um that you know what it sounds like and what to expect so i came up with um a quadrilux reverb so you get a a tweed deluxe a princeton reverb a tweed vibrolux and then a variation of our rutgers reverb with some uh you know very interesting switching you get four amps in one compact combo wow that's cool neat idea that's yeah, really so, cool. So it's like 35 pounds. Uh, it's paired with a, a Weber um, Blue Dog. And uh, sounds great. And, and to be and clear, then, we're not talking about modeling here. No, no, no. These are like legit circuits. That's legit so, circuits. I mean, if, it's, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no digital, digital stuff going on in there. So it's, yeah. That's pretty much what, I mean, if you're a Fender guy, it would cover every, you know, decent fender sound that you would want man are you using the same output stage though uh, just you, is the the difference in the are there four different preamp stages uh or so with it you don't have what, to no you don't have to divulge top secret information no 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 i mean <laughs> it, i mean so what you'd have to do to go from say the tweed deluxe to the the princeton reverb is um or go vice versa you bypass all of the reverb circuitry, the the 
tweed has its own tone knob mm-hmm. and volume knob. So it disconnects all of the reverb stuff out of circuit, disconnects the uh, negative feedback loop. And so you're just, you know, straight tweed deluxe at that point. And then wow. if you want to flip the bias over to fixed bias, then that with the uh, the tremolo will do the the uh, tweed vibra lux. So nice. Yeah, it's it's about, it's about as legit as you can get. That's pretty outstanding. And and what this is yeah. called? That's called the 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 quadrilux. Quadrilux reverb. Mm-hmm. Anything quadra yeah, anything sounds cool. <laughs> well, I'd actually uh, the guy that runs the GretchPages.com, His name's uh, Tim Baxter. We kind of. Uh, he kind of gave me the challenge to do it, I think in 2016 is when I did his. Uh, so he's like, this is what I want. Can you do it? <laughs> and, you know, I always say yes and then figure out. <laughs> <laughs> well, of course I could do that. No, no. Yeah, why not? <laughs> Was that one of those ones that you barely got through or did you pretty much nail it right out? No, yeah, he got the prototype and he loved it. So, I mean, that was the the production model is just slightly different um, in that it incorporates the the negative feedback uh, switching as well. Um, now, what does one, that do for somebody? For me, anyway, an amp without negative feedback, like the Tweed Deluxe or like an AC15, it'll uh, transition into overdrive a little more smoothly. Uh, with an amp that has negative feedback, you can kind of vary that transition with just your pick attack. It'll it'll break over, you know, more abruptly. Um, that's really the most useful part of it for me. Uh, but then you can also incorporate the the presence control inside that circuit if you want to. So the the presence control will shunt some of those frequencies and then act like an active uh, treble control. And that's working inside that loop. You mentioned presence control. I, I don't know how many of you out there that are listening that whenever you see presence, you're like, yeah, sure. <laughs> More. More? <laughs> well, I don't know. Yeah. Pull on it. Oh, this one pulls too. It's a pull presence if you've got an old PV. And so could you explain a little bit what a presence knob does? Uh, you can just think of it as an active treble boost. That's essentially what it does. When it sends the signal back from the negative feedback loop and it goes through the, the presence control, it shunts some of the frequencies to ground so they're not affected by the, the, uh, the feedback loop. And so that's when you get the, you're able to control the the top end sound. I hope that was clear. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, certainly more than going. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Yeah. Uh, now you have a couple of the uh, these other models that you've have you taken the same approach, just um, you know, with some of the more familiar. Uh, type of amps where you're like, hey, I'm going to take that familiar amp, but I'm going to put a little twist on it. My hang up at the beginning when I said I didn't want to build, you know, strats or tellies is kind of carried over into the, the amp side of it, too. If I build something uh, that's based off of a, a vintage circuit, I don't want to do it, you know, just a straight up clone just because it's not interesting to me. Right. As as a designer, I like the design part of it is what, and you know, the problem solving part of it is is um, one of the more interesting things about, uh, you know, making amps. So the uh, the next one that I did was what I call the JDL 35, uh, was based on the, the uh, JTM 45. So it's got 
Uh, it's paired with a Weber Silver Bell. Uh, it's got the Mercury Magnetics Radio Spares Transformer that was cloned from like what they said like some of the first JTM 45s ever. So uh, it's just, but it's in a 112 combo cab. Cool. Uh, so it's it's portable. Sounds great, but it's also got um, uh, a split shared cathode switch, and then a uh, a tone stack switch that will so. Between the two of those, you basically get the JTM 45 sound and then like the later 60s, uh, like super lead stuff going on. So you, uh, if, if you don't know, the JTM 45 is pretty close to a, a tweed baseman with the, the exception of the power amp that was paired with um, KT66s. So you and get KT66s, for those who don't know, those are the tubes, right? Yes, and they are as, as big as... <laughs> you know your head coke bottles <laughs> coke yeah. bottles big ones yeah. they are big ones so uh so you get a little bit of that that early fender tweed in there as well and then the later 60s marshall if you if you want to split the the cathodes and give it a little treble boost and all that so that's a a, a switch that you have on the amp to be able to do that yeah yeah just simple toggles on the front panel that just makes it a little bit more versatile than just a straight up JTM 45 might be mighty cool mighty cool and it you, you kind of maintained a little bit of the the Marshall uh, aesthetic with but without being just obligatory yeah that was kind of the you know it was a, definitely a nod to the the blues breaker mm-hmm. uh get up but um uh I, I've been drawn to the TV front for whatever reason um so that cab is is more like a tweed pro. Um, that was the look I was I was mm-hmm. going for. Yeah. And it, so the TV front is basically the, the it has the full rim frame in front of it, right? Is that is that was it? You'd classify a TV? Yeah, front? yeah. It just yeah. looks like an old yeah. It just looks like an old console type TV gotcha, setup. Gotcha. That, uh, I had when I was a kid. <laughs> <laughs> Perf. Uh, I'm assuming you tackled one around uh, one of the other big guys as well. Uh, that one's still in the works. I'm debating on whether or not to to. Uh, well, it would it would be based on a box. So I've I've got it as a 15 watt, and it does. I've modified the EF86 circuit that that they used because um, it was just pretty much lifted from a, a data sheet example, which was designed for like you know, a microphone preamp. So the F86 got kind of a bad rap as a, a guitar tube uh, just because it was in a combo amp and had ridiculous gain for a single gain stage and, you know, that increased the noise and all that kind of stuff. So when I did it, uh, I went back and I redesigned the EF86 circuit so it was suited more toward, uh, you know, the purpose that I was using it for. So the the uh, there's still plenty of gain, but it, it doesn't exhibit the same um, problems that some of the other designs might have used. So I I pair that that EF86 side with uh, just a regular top boost side. But hmm. uh, a couple of things I'm still deciding on is whether or not to use EL34s, and then I also have a circuit that uh, I call the the Variodyne, which allows you to scale uh, the DC voltages in the power amp. Uh, kind of like, you know, exa- well, exactly like power scaling, but my addition to that is scaling the AC signal levels that go into the reduced 
power stage so that um, you don't have to have like a separate drive knob uh, to prevent the amp from sounding like a you know a pack of angry bees <laughs> if, if you turn the if you turn the power down too low uh, so it, it makes it makes it simple for the the user if they're not like a you know one that is used to like tweaking their amps so you can just turn that one knob down and it'll go down to you know less than one watt but it'll also scale the the signal level that's going into that stage so that it's uh, a simultaneous reduction with just one knob. So I don't know if I want to put that in there or not. So those are my two decisions <laughs> I, to make. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm getting, so I just got to share this real quick. I'm reminded of the scarecrow in wizard of Oz, who's the scarecrow as the scarecrow, as you are, is the it guy. And then all of a sudden he's bestowed with all the brains about amps and he's like the square root of the equilateral triangle <laughs> like <laughs> who knew that was in there right as an IT guy <laughs> holy moly you know a lot about amps man I mean I, I guess you should since that's what you do but uh, that's well uh, yeah, oof, yeah you know to just Think roll out without a book <laughs> wow uh, yeah Magnetone's looking for a new general manager did you see that I'm thinking about applying hey there you go <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> so you seem to, to most of your combos are, are single 12 units, uh, aside from the, the 2 by 15 uh, radio. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do, you, do you find that uh, you just like... Well, that one has a shoulder strap. Well, so. <laughs> well that's true. <laughs> it comes with its own moving crew. <laughs> do you... Uh, yeah, roadie. Do you, uh, you know, think about maybe doing like a, you know, a twin, like a 212 or, an, you know, an AC30 kind of thing? Yeah, that's one of the options. If, if, you, if you click on the page, one of the first drop-down options is the uh, configuration. So you can get it as a head, a a 210, a 212. Oh, okay. Um, I didn't know that. Whatever I was you just want. looking at the, uh, the, the, it seems like there's mostly the 112 combos, but that's that's a cool option to have. Right. Yeah. I mean, if, if, if I'll build anything you want, I mean, that's like I said, I always <laughs> say yes and figure out how to do it later. <laughs> Can I get an 812 cabinet? <laughs> I will do it. Yeah, I'll do it. Yeah. The money's there, man. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> it seems as though you've extended your success with those amps into a couple of other directions. Uh, can you want to talk about those real quick? Oh, sure. Yeah, I do a lot of, um, uh, like, I guess you would call it studio switching gear. So um, I have a bunch of amps and a bunch of cabinets, and you want to be able to to switch them around without having to, you know, get behind stuff and recable, and do a couple of uh, desktop models where you can plug like four amps into the back of the switch and four speakers, and then you can mm. route everything around in different combinations without having to, you know, spend a lot of time unplugging and uh, plugging back in. Also, do a, a an eight by eight rack mount unit. So those have been been uh, pretty popular for guys that have either professional studios or, or home studios when they want to just put their heads up on a, you know, a couple of shelves and not have to bother with pulling them down to, to plug stuff back in. I mean, it's really simple, you know, idea, but it, it saves so much time that people have been uh, really drawn to that one. That's a pretty popular thing, especially when you're looking at YouTube, uh, especially uh, with the, the like pedal gear demo or not pedal gear demo, just gear demos. But 
there's mm-hmm. you, know, you always look at and you're like, what are all those heads doing up there? <laughs> like just in stacked right. and stuff. So that device essentially allows you to do that. When you see the, those all, all of those heads <laughs> on your favorite gear demo guy, uh, they might be using something like you have, right? Yeah, yeah. Just allows you to to move stuff around without you know having it be a big hassle. That sounds so, pretty cool, Jared. You might yeah. actually benefit from something like that, man. You got he's got several. A lot of amps and a lot of cabs, and they're all in a big semicircle. Yeah, it seems more and more these days. I don't really have the chance to plug them into the cabs and turn it up real loud. I'm I'm glad I have those uh, the oxes, the oxes that the, the but yeah, you, the, but the switching part. Like if you wanted to try, you know, your yeah, pickups between the orange and the Buddha and the that's what you know, I'm trying to get at. Ten it's Marshalls. Like if I if I if I could have all those amps on and then have some sort of switching thing. I was thinking Rob Chafe and maybe, you know, or how about our our guest? Yeah, (laughs) maybe him. Yeah, Yeah, that guy. Yeah, that guy. Yeah, you know, uh, Jared, I think he actually makes something. There is one that'll route the attenuator around as well. Oh, yeah? Now, what is this? Yeah, so if you have an aux, yeah, it's called the 7x7 amp speaker selector with attenuator loop. It's not very, you know, that's User a sexy name. Say, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. very practical. It's all about the function. But uh, so you can plug an aux into the back of this thing and then route its output to any speaker that you want or a combination of speakers. And then you can route any amps output into the aux. So you could have seven amps and seven cabs and then the aux on a basically a send and receive loop. What if um, I have two auxes? <laughs> Because he actually does. That's just ridiculous. <laughs> two oxes. Yeah. Well, we could make one with with two loops. There we go. Oh, man. 14 <laughs> brides for 14 brothers. If you oh, have brother. two oxes, you can <laughs> plow <laughs> the fields. <laughs> yes. Yeah, and double the time. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Half the time, that's what I meant. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, yeah, yeah, I'll have to, sh- you know. Shoot you an email or something. Uh, yeah, uh, you got you got you guys. You guys have a lot to talk about after yeah. the show. Yeah, sure. Uh, well, that's really cool, and you got some pedals too, right? Yeah, one of the 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 first pedals I came up with was uh, an ABC pedal. I was doing some work for a guy in uh, Nashville. I had built him an amp, um, and he was using two other amps at the same time. But he told me he was <laughs> he was using those cheater plugs that defeated the ground loop or the uh, the safety ground on the, on the amp. So I was like, uh, I really don't want your widow calling me <laughs> right? You know, when you've, you know, crossed the streams no and boy. fried yourself. So <laughs> I was like, yeah, that, yeah, the, the, uh, the foray into the uh, pedal business was really self-preservation. Yeah, <laughs> I was right. just trying not to get this guy killed. So, uh, I came up with an ABC pedal that uses, um, uh, transformer isolated outputs on two of the, the output, so you don't have to um, worry about ground loops and um, you know death and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> ah. Now, now, uh, for those who are not totally clear on what an ABC pedal d- is or does, could you explain that just a little bit? Sure. So this fella was plugging in the input, so he'd plug his guitar in the input, and then there would be three different outputs labeled ABC, and A would go to a guitar amp, uh, B would go to a second guitar amp, and then C would go to a laptop, which dropped it down an octave and then off to a bass amp. So he had this huge sound uh, from just one guitar input. So he was actually taking one guitar and sending it out to three different amps, one of which was then turned into a bass. 
Wow. So it, it just allows you to do um, uh, a bunch of different cool setups and, and, you know, you can activate them individually however you want. So you could have I two like on, three idea. on, one on. Yeah, Maybe cool. not the bass thing, but the I, I've been very interested in. I've, I've been trying to learn a little bit more about splitting into two two amps so I can get a, a bigger sound. Because I'm in my uh, my group, uh, I am the guitarist, and I would mm -hmm. like I would like just a little bit more. I I love the tone that I have, but I feel like getting more of it or a different one that would sound almost like a, a second guitarist. Um, mm -hmm. You know, would oh, be you know what cool. you could do? You could break the uh, the ground lug off of all of the cords on your amps. Uh huh. <laughs> you get a great sound after that. Okay, <laughs> show me how to do that. <laughs> yeah, nice. So something like that 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 ABC would would allow me to do that safely because that's honestly that's been the biggest reason why I haven't tried to. There's so many different opinions and and devices that allow you to do that and it's it's a little um it's a little daunting because everything that i hear about it is for pete's sakes don't do this <laughs> but then there's all these other ones that are like you know half or a third of the price is the other one so i it's very it's very uh deceiving hmm. yeah yeah ours isn't ours isn't uh too bad i think the abc is 189 and then the there's an ABY that's pretty much the same except for just the switching arrangement. Mm. So you would be able to go out to both the two amps at once and then toggle between the two if you wanted to do that. But it's the same thing. It's transformer isolated. And um, so so kids, if you don't want to kill yourself, look for a transformer isolated switcher, <laughs> right? Essentially, sure. yes, absolutely, yeah. Or just live with the noise in a in a regular ABC. Okay, <laughs> all right, sounds good. Well, Jer, uh, we really appreciate you sharing as much as you have been able to without even looking at any notes or anything. That's I'm so impressed. <laughs> oh, well, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it, for those who are still unfamiliar with, uh, with the Delisle amplifiers and, you know, other stuff that we've been talking about, where is the best place that they can... Uh, see some of these things and hear them in action? Uh, well, you can go to the website. It's D-E-L-I-S-L-E-Guitar.com. Uh, we've got demos uh, of a few amps on there, YouTube demos, uh, the new ones especially. Um, we've also got some links to the artists that we work with mm -hmm. and the albums that they've uh, used our stuff on, so you can hear it in a, you know, professional band recorded, you know, studio setting as well, uh, as opposed to just the demo stuff. But yeah, there and uh, Facebook, Instagram, I do all of them, but Twitter. Right, right. <laughs> and uh, for those who are trying to find out, like, where is this person located? You're, you're, uh, you're uh, our brother to the right, right, over in Indiana. Uh, you guys are in Ohio, right? Yes, yeah. sir. Yeah. Yeah, I'm in Indiana, northwest side of Indiana. Yep, and uh, if we uh, Indianapolis anyway. next time we accidentally drift into Indiana, we'll uh, knock on your door. All right, everybody, make sure that you go check out DelisleGuitar.com uh, and, and find out more about these amazing amps and other gear that this gentleman is building from hand with his own 10 fingers and stuff. Pretty cool. Jared? 
Everybody knows what time it is now. What time is it? It is time for our little segment called Would You Rather? CD, broken CD right there. (laughs) (laughs) This week's Would You Rather is brought to us by our friend and executive producer, Justin Jones. Here it goes. (laughs) You've... (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying so hard to laugh. You're going to have to splice Uh, this in. Okay, Okay, go ahead. You find yourself. <laughs> okay, okay, here we go. Right, yeah. Serious, serious, serious. <laughs> Don't say serious. Man. All right, okay, okay. Mongrel. Sorry, Jer. You <laughs> you find a crazy rock and roll mongrel guitar hanging in your local shop. Would you rather restore it to its original stock design, or keep it the funky mojo it now possesses? Hmm. Oh, mm. this is a good one because we we kind of uh, talked about this a little bit with the Joan Jett uh, yeah. melody maker. It's yeah. a similar situation. Uh, yeah. yeah, I think so. Uh, but this is just some random old rock and rolly guitar. Yeah. Now he posted this with a little picture of this this uh, Rick bass that he found that was like at first I was like, hey, that's a really cool looking bass, and I looked at it closer and it was all kinds of crazy stuff going on. Mm. I think there were nickels holding up the back end of the bridge. Nice. Underneath this. Yeah, pretty cool. So anyways, to that point, do you just honor that and just go with it? Or do you say, no, 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 no. I got I to gotta take this back to original business here. It's mm-hmm. a great question. Thank you for sending that in. Uh, Mr. Bologna. No. no, I will not go first because every time I go first, everyone else disagrees with me. I'll go me. first. All right, Jared, you go first. I don't know what I'd do. Uh, it depends what it was exactly, but if if it looked really cool with the nickels and the whatever holding things up, I'm just going to keep it the way it is. I'll just keep it the way it is. Just okay. How can you get it to look like that? You know, unless it just happens throughout the years. When it happens throughout the years, a true relic happens. It's really cool. You just can't fake it. Okay, good one, Tony. I. Th- Thing. I mean, again, I agree with Jared, and, and it would depend on what was done to it. But if if there is a you know a certain amount of mojo or coolness in what was done to it, I think I would keep it that way. I mean, I've I've seen some really cool things. I've been involved with some projects myself. We were talking about the Joan Jet one mm-hmm. uh, recently. Um, that because the damage was already done, and then to try to take it back to what it was originally would one it would it would cost more and you'd still not end up with with what it was or what it's supposed to be Mm -hmm. i think you kind of work with you know whatever damage or whatever was done to it and and try to clean up anything that you can and you know if you want to make it pretty you know shoot some more paint on it whatever but yeah i mean unless there's some structural need to to change things i think i just kind of leave it the mongrel guitar that it is. Okay. Jerry, how about yourself? Man, as long as it's not sticky. <laughs> <laughs> That's my bar. Yeah. I've got some guitar. It's like, is that barbecue sauce? Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah okay. pretty easy. 
All right. Okay. Not in a little nap that can't fix. I think we have right. a unanimous decision here, gentlemen, because <laughs> I'm going to do the same thing. Yeah. And, and you got to leave it alone. As all you know, I like make personalizing and making it weird and letting things happen to them. And, and uh, so I, I, I would be very happy if I walked into my local um, you know, guitar shop that has used stuff like ours is uh, musical around here um, and saw something that, that, uh, that actually was like, Hey, that belonged to somebody who really enjoyed uh, messing around with guitars and stuff. I'm going to go for it. Or somebody who had no idea what they were doing. <laughs> and it was, and it's probably pretty cheap, especially if it has uh barbecue sauce yeah, on it. And barbecue <laughs> sauce and nickels. Yes. <laughs> yes. Wonder where that guitar has been. Uh, <laughs> All right. Well, that was a fun one. Thank you so much for sending that in. Please, people out there, we know you got them. Send us your would you rathers. We will read them on the air, just like Jared did. That's right. So beautifully. Send us a picture you. of your old relics, too, your mongrels. Yeah, we like it. did it on the first try, too. That was beautiful. Yeah, that was amazing. How did you do that the very first time, Jared? Incredible. All right, Jared from Delisle Guitar. Where can people find your gear to buy? Uh, just go to the website. It's Delisle Guitar, D-E-L-I-S-L-E, guitar.com. And uh, to show our support here, we're going to offer a coupon code. Just enter the code Guitar Knobs in the checkout, and we'll give you 10% off anything in the store. Nice. And uh, That's yeah. awesome. So go buy a bunch of handmade awesome amps and get your 10% off, people. What are you doing? <laughs> Sheesh. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I'm excited. There's some really cool amps oh, that he was a, talking about. Yeah, there's cool stuff. And he's and you've got you got guitars, you've got pickups. You know, uh, you can get that ABY switcher it's and the, the one ABC. Stop shop. You know, I'm I'm gonna be sending some people your way because every once in a while someone says, Hey, can you make one of those Veritone uh, switch plate thingies? And I don't make them, and for a while I couldn't oh, find yeah. them. So yeah. now I have found them, and I will be sending them your way. That's awesome. Yeah, well, I appreciate that. Yeah, very cool. So thank you. That is very generous. Um, and uh, make sure you go over to DelisleGuitars.com and get that ten percent off of the one any one of the awesome things that we've been talking about, and even those that we haven't. Yes, uh, Tony Baloney. I am. I'm still we got Tony. Some, we got some awesome people to thank. We do. You know, Todd, at this point in the show, mm -hmm. there's a very special group of people that we like to thank. We would call them our executive producers. And, you know, someone might be out there saying, well, what's an executive producer and how do I become one? The answer is quite simple. You go over to patreon.com forward slash the Guitar Knobs. You'll find a couple of different levels in which you can participate and be a patron of this very podcast. Each level has its own level, different types of swag and things, things like barefoot buttons and T-shirts and picks and stickers. And, oh, you also qualify to be in our Gear we got giveaways. a lot of we have a lot of gear giveaways. We've these got days. gear giveaways. Yeah. We we've got so much gear. We, Even away really cool pedals. We're just giving it and, away. And let me be clear: we're not giving away the gear. The awesome builders ah. that we feature on this show, they give it away uh, to you they guys. Are, they're so generous, and they they really appreciate what you all are doing for the show as well, because it supports them ultimately. We are merely the conduit 
of our guests. That's yes. right. We're and, we, and we're happy to bring that opportunity we're the to you. the griddle. But anyhow. That's right. <laughs> the, the level that has the greatest impact on both the podcast and the world mm-hmm. is that of the executive producer. Correct, Amundo. So in addition to all that great swag and things and the qualification to be part of the giveaways and lions and tigers and bears, oh my. Jared, what else do they get? You get to have your name read Your on name read right on the thing, and that's what I'm doing right now. Let's start with Tom Barazin, Martin Cliff, John Daly, Sean Chris Kearney, Darren Gregory, Doug Christ, Michael Van Zant, Brad Partridge, Corey Nigro, Ken Sayers, Jonathan Jerusik, Brian Robison, Michael Senchuk, Stefan Lamb, Johnny Knowles, Anthony Lanthrop, John Anglin, Tyler Bray, Tyg Harmon, Chris Heidel, John Esterley, Tim Nowak, Doug Gann, David Kaminga, Tommy Manasco, Justin Jones, who we just had a mm-hmm. nice would you rather from? The mongrel. <laughs> Cody Lane and Cody number two, Cody Foster. That's hey. right. Outstanding. Thank you, gentlemen. All right. Thank you so much for that list, Tony, and thank you for being on the list. And if we didn't read your name off and you're a patron, we thank you as well. Your contributions truly help us. As we mentioned, we've left our previous studio, our old studio that was a, a jerk to us, but, um, you know. <laughs> but it was it home. Was, it was it home. Was. It, was it was home for two years. Yes. It was an abusive home <laughs> but it was good okay, it was. Uh, so we are currently uh, uh on the on the prowl for a new space we got a couple things that we're looking at and and I, I, truly you people are helping so much so thank you all right tony where can people find you let's just say you need a special pick guard you're changing out pickups you're doing whatever you want to change the controls you want to get rid of that nasty third top control on the strat go over to pickguardian.com let me know what you need. I will personally, and I do mean personally, mm-hmm. take care of you. Shoot me an email. See what we you can shop on there a little bit. If you want to see some of these projects that we talk about from time to time, go over to Instagram, uh, Pick Guardian, and the number one. Perfect. Jared. If you need pickups, new pickups that look old, or just new pickups. Or, or old pickups that look new. Oh, whatever you want to do. <laughs> Uh, Jared at BrandonWildPickups.com is me email or just go to my website, check out what I got, Instagram. I'm always posting like cool old timey rewinds and stuff that I do on Instagram. As awesome. Well. And Jared's stuff is good. Thank yes, you. That's right. All right. You can shoot me an email, Todd at TheGuitarKnobs.com and or you can send me a dm on instagram at guitar knobs we love to hear from you please share us your stories and uh we appreciate you listening to the show and supporting all of us jared delisle thank you so much for being on the show tonight Woo-hoo. yes thank you thanks for having me man it was a lot of fun i appreciate it good good um i hope that we cross paths um sooner than later and uh everybody out there make sure you get over to delisle guitar and check out that all of the stuff that he's got to offer and take advantage of that special offer. Absolutely. 10% off and, uh, have a great guitar weekend. Subscribe. Yeah. Yeah. What the hell? You guys are knobs. New York is where I'd rather stay.
Bada bing, bada boom. I get allergic smelling hay. I know what to do. I just adore a penthouse view. No problemo. Darling, I love you, but give me Puck Avenue. Crazy rock and roll mongrel having in your local shop. Hanging. <laughs> it says having. The chores. Tony. Right. The stores. Why does it have to be mongrel? What the f*** is a mongrel? Because he wrote it, it, a mongrel <laughs> is like a mutt. It's a mutt. Just, 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 just. For sure. Let's do it. Swear. You are my wife. I'll definitely be interrupting. Yeah, well, try not to. <laughs> Goodbye, city life. Man, as long as it's not sticky. Mmm, yummy. Turn me down, I double dog dare you. I just did. Well, that's it for these knobs. Please visit our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash the guitar knobs. Visit our website at theguitarnobs.com for all of our past episodes, four on the floor blog, and other good stuff. You can connect with us on social too at our Facebook page and share your gear and stories on our Facebook group. Also, be sure to check out our Instagram at guitar knobs. Catch you next time.